Welcome everybody back to the hottest sports podcast around Point Blank, period. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald podcast. Ha, yeah. Double D. We're doubled off script. Barber Shop Sports, baby. Giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Let's take the barbershop talk out the barbershop and chop it up. Absolutely. We got a great program for you, baby. Starting off, breaking news, breaking news. Frank Rich is no longer the head coach of the 1 in 10 Panthers. Yes, Frank Rich is out. Listen, my man D, when you heard that Frank Rich was gone, man, I just want to know your immediate reaction to what was going down. Proactive. Mm-hmm. It's just too too late to try to right the ship. Mm-hmm. We seen it's just isn't going to work. He's too stuck in his ways. Um, offense has been non-existent all year, and it's not something he has instilled confidence in anybody, fans-wise, ownership, obviously, that he was gonna write the ship, like he was gonna be able to figure it out. Um, and it, I'm glad we got it out now because it's cancerous. Yeah, it's a cancerous situation to have your players around. So now let's start looking around the league and try to figure out what's best going forward. We have some candidates on our staff. Our our defensive coordinator, I wouldn't be against him getting the job, but I honestly think we need one of these up-and-coming offensive guys. Give me a couple of names, man. You know I'm listening to Um, you. Last year, we tried to get Ben Johnson from the Lions, um, and it just came out. He said it wasn't about the Panthers. It was more of he wanted to make a run with that Lions team. He wanted to go back and try to finish the job, per se. So I think we try him again. We try to get him. Um, the commanders, Eric B. Oh, man, i love to have him, man. I know he'll have that offense smoking hot. Go call him. Um, I'm not against – this was going to sound crazy, but it's just, you know, reaction to what's going around the league. Bill Belichick um, – it's a report that Tepper is going to try to talk to him. I don't. He's a great coach, you know. He he, the proof the proof is there. Is the work is there? The resume, all that. It's just he. We've seen him struggle with his young quarterback situations, right? Lack of weapons around him, things like that. So I just that's one I'm scared of. If we do go that route. I got you. And so uh, let, let's pause there for a quick second because I want to talk to you about that a little bit because I kind of heard the same thing. Here's the only thing that kind of stands out in my mind when you think about Bill Belichick. Great coach. You know what I'm saying? But I think Tom Brady made him even better. Yeah. But on top of that and everything, why would the, why would the New England Patriots sign him to so much money just to let him go? And that's the thing, too. Just... It, that's what I said. I, that's a wild one. It's the long shot. It's the long shot. Um, candidate right now, but is with the Patriots being in such a dysfunctional state right now. They're in the middle of tank town. Yeah, their their situation. I think we have a better situation as a as far as our roster goes. I think we're in a better spot. He would have, you know, we did trade our first round pick. That's the only upside I think the Patriots have versus us. I think our roster is better, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he'll have. A number one quarterback who's there had a year up under his belt, went through the struggles, came in. He's gonna be willing to learn. Um, 
and then it's just more of filling out that roster. So Bill, I think would work, but I, I said I want fresh, a fresh eyes, fresh look. Absolutely. So no, nobody just really kind of stuck in their old ways. So let's look a little bit deeper into this uh, head coaching type situation. So you had Ron Rivera, then they let him go. Then you had Matt Rule, then they let him go. You got Frank Rich, and then they let him go. Uh, do you think with, with all of that taking place, did anybody would be in a hurry to come? It's people who want this job. Okay. It's a it's a in the record I think has people confused about where exactly the team is. We're not a one in ten team. No, I, I never did believe that, man, because for one, the defense is awesome and and the offense is growing. And that's that's what's so our defense hasn't been healthy all year. From game one we, we went out there without J C Horn who's Arguably one of the best corners in the league. We a little bit of a glass maker, but he yeah, good you know, when he when he playing. There, Shaq Leonard, who's was coming into his own these last couple of years as a top linebacker in the league. We lost him for the season. Um, Brian Burns has been in and out. Um, Derek Brown, our safeties has been gone. Shaq uh, Thompson, you Shaq, say? Yeah, Shaq okay. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, the list. C.J. Henderson, uh, Dante Jackson's missed some games. Like the defense has been beaten up all year. Um, our offensive line has took a step back, but I still th- I still believe Icky. I still believe in Icky. Taylor Moore is one of the best right tackles in the league. It's filling out that inside and finding out what center we're going to go with. But it's like I said, Austin Corbett's been hurt. Um, Doctor, t- I cannot say his name, but he's been going through injuries. Uh, we just had to sign a guy from the Seattle Seahawks practice. So I just think. And like you said, who would want to come here? Right. A guy who believes in himself mm-hmm. and knows where we are as a team. I love it. And that's a that's a, that's a strong statement, too. Uh, so uh, while we own that point and everything, we're going to get a little bit more back to the coaching uh, real quick for one second. Offensive lineman Gabe Jackson, you know you know a lot about him or anything about him? Not much. Is he supposed to help out the Panthers because they just picked him up? They signed him to, I guess, the 53-man roster? Yeah. Uh, that's that revolving door of an offensive line. Yeah. Just trying to throw stuff at the wall to see if it's... And honestly, I think now it's just trying to get through the season without banging up Bryce so much. Exactly. So they're trying to get anybody in there who can block something. It's hard to throw the ball on your back. Yeah, man. So I think that's just what it is. And like I said, we are dealing with injuries on that offensive line. So it's probably just filling up. Filling out the filling out the roster and trying to get through the season. That's cool. All right. So look, check this out. So when uh you know m- m- temper, he was like, hey, listen, uh, love Frank Rich, but deuces, you gotta go. Now it's kind of this kind of threw me off, and I really need your input on this because they put in the special teams coach Chris Tabar is going to be acting as interim head coach. Now, uh, for those who don't know a lot about him, he's the special team coach for the Carolina Panthers, but he also uh, survived that Matt Rule firing. You know, so my whole thing, it kind of threw a little bit of a red flag that a special teams coach took a head coaching position even at an interim stage because once he got up in there, he let quarterback coach Josh McCown go. He let running back coach Deuce stay go and I think he let an assistant go. I'm not 100% sure. So what you think about these moves? Um all right. The 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 Tabor move is vet. He he's the vet on that coaching staff and he's the tenure. He was there last year through that Matt Rule thing and he's had special teams playing 
well. It's our only consistent unit, pretty much. So I think it's just that being uh, players being used to him, the comfortability that they have around him, and things like that. And I think he's gonna be that figure of a coach. Just fill the spot, do your jobs. I think we're gonna see Thomas Brown get the call plays more. I don't see him. I don't see him staying. Like staying, like staying as head coach or staying with your team. Staying as the head coach. Okay, so li- listen. Uh, so do you feel that the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator was even considered for this intern? For it's an intern. intern spot. Yeah, just for the intern spot. I ain't talking about head coach, but what about Thomas Brown? And I don't, I'm not. Uh, I don't know what the defense coordinator name is. Everro. Okay. Do Do you think any of those was considered, or do you think Thomas Brown was like, I don't want the head coach job. I'm trying to run this offense like I want to run it. Yeah, I think Thomas. Thomas Brown definitely, I feel he just like I just want to call plays without being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Evero, I think probably did get some consideration, but then it went to that vet tenure. He's been here. Let's try to you know try to make everybody because it's a sudden change, so you want people to be as comfortable as possible. It makes a lot of sense to me. All right, so we got offensive coordinator Thomas Brown. We'll resume play calling, and then we have uh, uh, Jim. Caldwell, everybody familiar with him and everything, had had a real good uh, a run with with the Colts and everything and all of that's that's going on as a special a, a advisor to Thomas Brown. So, do you think that Chris Tabar is going to let Thomas Brown do his job? Yeah, I think he does. I think we get to see Thomas Brown's offense a little bit more, just because he doesn't. I think Tabar is not going to be involved in every other room. Okay. Gonna, like I said, I think he's going to be that head figure. Just try to fill the spot and get the team through the rest of the season. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I think he's aware he's not going to be the coach next year. Mm-hmm. I think we all know they're going to try to go out and get somebody else from one of these other organizations. But I think it's just trying to finish this year and save the like clog up the leak. In the best way I can say it. And it makes sense to me. All right. So, like you saying, uh, finishing up this year. So, with that being said, the Panthers and their last six games. Let's zoom in on that for a second because I want to know how you feel about this. If Thomas Brown has continuity as far as the offensive coordinator is concerned, Matt Ta- Chris Tabor is going to let him do his job. You got Jim Caldwell, a special advisor. You still got that D.C. there and everything, and special teams or however that works out. These are the Panthers' last six games of the season. Now, I want to know, do you feel they're going to go over 500, at 500, or under 500? First off, they got at Tampa Bay. That's their next game. Uh, Coming off the... I think we win just a fresh... They'll have a fresh spirit. Like, it'll be energized... Things like that. Kind of like what the Raiders did when Antonio Pierce yeah, came I in. Be one, of those. one for the team. One of those type games. Um, okay, cool. Let's go with the next game. Because at the end, we're going to we're gonna tally this up. At New Orleans. Now, these two games are division games. They can play spoiler. Yeah. At New Orleans. Tampa Bay, then at New Orleans. What you think? I think we can upset that one, too. Just because with Derek Carr's on, since he's come back, he hasn't looked right. Okay. All right. Now, then the Panthers got to travel. Uh, no, the Atlanta comes up to Carolina and plays the Panthers at Bank of America Stadium. So you got the 85, bo- 85 battle, uh, Panthers-Atlanta at Carolina. Another division game. How you feel about that one? 
three division games in a row. This the one that's kind of scary because their defense has been flying around, like causing turnovers, things like that. Um, and they're one of the teams like we didn't compete with early on. Um, they beat them earlier in the season. Yeah. Atlanta won that game, which probably I think Carolina should have won. Was, but but Atlanta won that game. Yeah, our first game. Oh, uh, you think gonna take another L? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Now listen. Now this game is close to the heart, but t- tell me how you feel. Uh, Green Bay coming into town. Green Bay at Carolina. What you think about that one? I think y'all pull out. I think y'all pull that one out. So that's going to be an L for Carolina. All right, how about the Panthers at Jacksonville? This is the next to the last game of the season. That's another L. Okay, and then the last game of the season is also another divisional game, which we don't know, but at that time, Tampa Bay could be uh, competing for the NFC South at that time again. Now you got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Final game of the season. I just think we're a better team than Carolina. I mean, better team than Tampa Bay. So I'll give us that one, too. So just by what you said and everything, they're going to end at 500, 3-3. Three and three. And it kind of makes sense to me. Um, uh, well, tell me, with uh, everything that's going up, what are you most excited about with Thomas Brown and, and, and this offense? Because I just feel like, man, listen, Bryce Young still got so much to show. He still have a lot in the bag, and I just don't think he done had the green light on it yet. Yeah, um, like that one game that he got the call, plays for we saw a lot of more move in the pocket a lot of more getting him rolling out um so i'm hoping we get back to that because that's more of bryce young's game i want to see some rpos be involved in it Um, like in that coach game like put some more pressure put not pressure but give some more responsibility to bryce he's a smart guy like that's what boosted him up so high in draft boards his ability to stay calm, understand what he's seeing, and things like that. Yes, it was going to be hard rookie year, but we got to let him get those reps in at doing that in live action game. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, check this out. How you feel about this right here? Josh McCown, I know he was a quarterback for the Bears. He was okay. He was all right. But uh, uh, I remember Deuce Staley, man, he was running the rocket for the Eagles. Uh, what you feel about letting that, letting that coach go, um, Deuce Staley? It's a benefit. It's it's just a a cause of not having the production from the running backs this year. And it's as a coach, you do gotta fix it. It should have gotten fixed. Um, and that's just the sad part of the business. Your players don't go out and perform well. You you're likely to get the boot because of it. right. Yeah, it's somebody gonna have to be held accountable for it. Ain't no doubt. I understand what you're hundred percent on that. And with it, they're just doing bad running. Like is. Missing wide open holes, things like that, is mm-hmm. something that you should have. Like I said, it's something that should have been addressed. You can see that on film, right? Exactly. What well, do you think is a Chuba Hubbard? He's still going to have the the majority of the carries, or do you see a Miles Sanders comeback? I hope Chuba still because he Miles is really the one who misses the holes. Mm-hmm. So I hope Chuba gets the majority of the carries. But looking at the last couple of weeks, it seems like they've been trying to split. Mm-hmm. Carries for him I don't know if that was A Frank Wright call Or that's just how they see The best way to run it mm-hmm. But I I think Chuba should still get Majority of the carries 
hey, that's wonderful. Well, you heard it here, folks. Frank Rich is out as head coach, and then we have the interim coach that's in there now, and we feel with the last six games, it's going to be a 500, three and three, three wins, three losses, which is a lot of upside to that. We're going to keep our eye on it. We're going to keep you posted, and we're going to keep on rolling. Now, let's go ahead and go with week 12 review in the NFL. Yes, week 12 in the NFL in review. So let's start right here. We do know that this week 12 start off on a Thursday. The Packers beat the Lions 29-22. The, command, the, uh, the Cowboys beat the Commanders 45-10. The 49ers beat the Seahawks 31-13. The Dolphins beat the Jets 34-13. Okay, so when you look at that and everything, this is kind of my take, and you just kind of take your take on just those first four games there. I think that the Packers still have a lot to prove, but I think the Lions have more to prove. What you think? Oh, yeah, because they're the team that's supposed to be in contention for a playoff run. And currently, they still are at the top of the NFC North, but they are fading fast because we're going to get back into them uh, – the, those Vikings and what they did in their game, uh, but they still hot on their heels, even though they lost that last game. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Cowboys. They beat the Commanders. Really not a whole lot to take out of this game because it was still another subpar below 500 team. But uh, I can't even believe that I'm about to say this, but they talking about is Dak Prescott playing better than Jalen Hurts right now? I think you got to give him some credit. He, really? He is playing. Granted, it's the teams he's facing against, but the numbers he's putting out in those games is MVP-like numbers this year. Okay, listen. We do give credit what credit is due. Now, you real high on these 49ers, baby, and they beat those Seahawks. Well, Seahawks is kind of reeling right now. I don't think Geno Smith is 100% healthy. And then you have their coach. You know, he's a little bit old school with his style, uh, but you still feel good about them 49ers, right? Yeah. I still think their Eagles and them are the teams to beat in that NFC. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, with this Dolphins and the Jets, we know who won. The Dolphins beat the Jets 34-13 uh, for the back the Black Friday game, the first in NFL history. So, while we're talking about the Jets, let's talk about the Jets. First off, I didn't even know that it was a such thing as a 21-day window when you come out for IR or whatever you do. First thing, I want your uh, thoughts on this. Rogers say it depends on uh, their playoff hopes on whether or not he come back. How, just give me your thoughts just on that right there. So you can so say you're not coming back. I'm guessing not. That's what you're telling me. But to me, man, when I when I seen that, I was like, that's a little selfish. Because if they did have better playoff hopes, you didn't really do a lot of the work anyway. You know, but if you if they did have playoff hopes, when you came back, you was gonna take all the credit? Oh I don't necessarily take I wouldn't say take the credit, but I think I think everybody would understand he gives y'all a better chance at winning these games. Well, then come back right now then. Right now he's taking he's in limited practice, okay? Then you have Robert Saylor say, hey, he is practicing and everything. This window of 21 days of opportunity is open. So where do you, where do you even see this thing going? Because him coming back would give him the best chance at very slim margin, because I think it's like a 1% chance even getting in of them getting that 1%. Yeah, that's what I'm – and I think it's it's still a mixture of he's not ready to go right now. That's why he's coming back trying to see how it feels, throwing the ball, things like that. I don't think he's still – I don't think he's there yet. So, 
he's still wanting to see, can we win a couple more games? Can I get in? You know, do we even have a shot when I'm ready? When I know I'm ready, where are we standing at then? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's where he'll make the decision if he's going to come back or not. Mm-hmm. But we've said it a couple of, We've had some examples with Shador Sanders in Colorado. Um, we talk about Justin Jefferson and the Vikings all the time. It is that point where your health should be first, especially if your team's not competing for anything. All right, so... I, and I, you know, I take and I like to look at life, and I like to look at this situation on on, on a wide lens. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been a distraction this whole entire year. He didn't know he was going to get hurt that first game, but I don't think he handled it the probably the best way he probably could have. But my whole thing about it is, uh, why why do we keep talking about it for the simple fact of you know why why won't you just let this season play out? You do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but- why won't you just let this season just play out because? You're really kind of giving the Jets fans false hopes. I mean, we know how the media works. He's a name that just having his name is going to get him talked about. It really didn't matter what he did. Because even if, even if he wasn't dancing around the idea of coming back, you got to expect. I would believe that the media would still talk about Aaron Rodgers, of, even to the fact of how good would the Jets be if Aaron Rodgers was there? How good would the Jets be if Aaron Rodgers was playing? How much do they miss Aaron Rodgers? So I, th- I still think either way they would have talked about him. Um, you would have liked him to stay out of the spy a lot, a little bit more, like coming to the sideline with tequila bottles and things like that is a distraction. But he was going to be a distraction either way if he's on that roster and not playing. Well, you know what I like and what I really enjoy did you give uh, uh, the podcast and the show is your eye test. Uh, so you uh, tell me. What's your eye test on this situation? Aaron Rodgers, is he coming back? And what will be the situation if he do? What will be the situation if he don't? Um, I don't think he comes back just because I don't see them winning too much more games mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, and we know what type of team they are a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. We know that they're a quarterback away. They are a good team around all around. It's just unfortunate events. Yeah, and that's true, and it can happen to anybody. Oh, one quick note that I would like to holler at you real quick about the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, we know one of the best wide receivers in the league, point blank period, and it's it's no question to it. But uh, he was quoted as saying, hey, I take it, I got my Super Bowl, but I think that the Miami Dolphins is a better team than the Chiefs. Does he mean right now? Exactly. He won the Super Bowl. Right. That's, that's how twisted that whole quote was because I'm like, of course it's a better team right now because, number one, you ain't on it. You're not on the Chiefs team. And the team that you own, y- y'all have better weapons than the Chiefs got right now. Yeah. And I think that he kind of rubber-stamped it when he said, I got a Super Bowl. But I was, I'm thinking, if you're comparing that Super Bowl team to this Miami Dolphins team, they're not better. Mm-hmm. That Chiefs team was definitely better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have a better quarterback. They had a better, like the offense was there, tight end was there, um, Chris Jones on defense. Um, like, yeah, Tyron Matthew, that team was way better. If you, if you ask me, and the proof is in the pudding, they got it done. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that I thought that the whole quote was kind of confusing when he said it, but I, I, I get it. We heard you. Listen, let's move on to these other games because I really want to get your input on it, okay? All right, the next one we got right here, let's look at these Colts and these Bucks. <clears throat> Pretty close game. Colts won 27-20, though. What you think about it? Um, this is one of those games. Uh, Gardner Minshew is keeping the Colts right around that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a good team. 
And like I said, it's unfortunate that Anthony Richardson went down so early. Absolutely. Because there's no telling how good this team could actually be. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing with the coach is just confusing as to what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Y'all are fighting for a playoff position and arguably released y'all best defensive player. With Shaq Leonard. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about Shaq right quick. What? what? <laughs> it, it, I don't even have nothing to say because it just came out of nowhere. Um, I wouldn't. He didn't even expect it. So it's just a crazy thing. I it has to be something going on behind the scenes that nobody's talking about. All right, that's cool. It just came out of nowhere. Right. Now, Gardner, like you said, uh, Gardner Minshew, he is keeping them in there, okay? He is making them contenders. Jonathan Taylor had 15 carries for 91 yards and two touchdowns, which was great, man. So he's doing his thing, which is going to – is going to the running back talk will continue, yeah. okay, and how important they are to the team. Uh, Pittman Jr., you know, he had 10 receptions for 107 yards, so he kind of doing his thing on that side. But tell me about the play of Baker Mayfield, man. He did have two touchdowns and uh, one interception – uh, there were subpar numbers with 20 or 30 of 199 yards. Uh, but do you still think that they have a chance of doing anything in the South? Um, no. I just don't think it's there. I just don't think as a team they're all the way there. Uh, they still need some more pieces on defense. And then filling out that offense, mainly getting a, a franchise quarterback in there. That's what I was going to uh, – that's my next question. Uh, who would be the Bucks quarterback going forward? Uh, so this is probably uh, Baker Mayfield no longer on the team or QB2? Um, I think he'll be there just to to um, see what position they get in the draft, see who falls to them, things like that, just to give them an option. Because he can't get you through a season as your quarterback one. Um, it's just seeing what options you have there. Uh, they had Kyle Trask, but he – in the offseason, he didn't look good. That's why you went with Baker Mayfield. Um, you got to see what you can do in free agency, who's available, and then again, see what position you are in the draft and if you like any of those guys. It makes total sense to me. Now, this next game is a little bit of a trash can game, but it has a lot of good implications in it. First of all, the Giants played the Patriots. The Giants won 10-7, to okay? You got your boy uh, 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 Tommy DeVito. He he had a touchdown with no interceptions and everything. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, he had uh, 12 uh, carries for 46 yards. And Hyatt was a 100-yard receiver with five receptions. Now, when I look at that game, first off, the, the Patriots are in the middle of Tank Town. Ain't no question about it, okay? The Giants we'll talk about in just one second. But this right here kind of lets me know that Bill Belichick will be with the Patriots. Because, listen, I mean, they're going to be close to getting one of those quarterbacks coming out of college. Yeah. They're going to they gonna have that top top five somewhere in that area. Um, it's, like I said, it just depends on who falls to them, who they get above them. And like I said, the Patriots think, the uh, Bill Belichick thing is a stretch just because of you don't expect them to let him walk away. It's just not something that you expect to happen. And with, like you said, with them having – a higher pick, and it's some great quarterbacks coming out. I think they do try to get somebody in there and try to right the ship. So it's just it's just going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. Offseason is going to be especially interesting. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that, man. So, you know, we, it is what it is. Now, how about this next one, man? We had the Steelers, okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. They still winning – with Pickett at quarterback. He was 22 of 33 with 378 yards. 
So Kenny Pickett, he is still winning games uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and he had a little bit of a better game, okay? I am going to give him that, all right? Uh, now, because the offensive coordinator just got a debut, and Mike Thomas said enough is enough. And then, you know, the Bengals, we know their situation. But can you kind of tell me a little bit on where you see this Pittsburgh Steelers uh, team is going? Um, They're, they're a confusing team because you know how I feel about Kenny. He's a – you get – if the team's in it in the fourth quarter, he's one that you want. Fourth quarter pick it. He, he, he's the quarterback <laughs> you want to have on your team. And with, with the way their defense is, I see them being in a lot of games in the fourth quarter. So – it's just going because their defense is amazing, and it's just going to be one of those things of can Kenny not lose the game? Right. Because like this game, he didn't win it. He didn't go out there and throw a touchdown, but he also didn't have an interception. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, he took advantage of what they could. He They ran the ball pretty well, 15 for 99 from Najee. Jalen Warren had 13 carries for 49. So they ran it well, and he hit the passes when he needed to, 24 for 33 on the <laughs> non-incompletions. And they had a 100-yard receiver in there. <laughs> and they they went for 400 as soon as they fired their offensive coordinator. So I think it's more of he was doing something wrong. Because you don't, you don't go from not putting up 400 for however long, get rid of him, next game is a 400-yard game. So it's, they, they've been had the um, talent to do it. He just wasn't putting them in position to get it done. Like, do you think do you think Pickett is the quarterback of the future? Um, I don't think he wins a Super Bowl for them. I think he's a bridge. I think he's that quarterback that you have for two, three years while you fill out your roster, and he will get you to the playoffs. He will get you in there. Your defense is what's going. If you want to win it right now, your defense is what you're going to have to win it with, and it's just hard with the way people are putting up points now. Absolutely. You know it's an offensive-driven league, and that's cool. Now, when you look at the uh, the, the Bengals and everything, they only put up 10 points. Uh, Jamar Chase was four receptions for 81 yards. Now, we know that Browning is the quarterback, okay? He went 19 for 26 with 227 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Uh, you know how wide receivers can get. But do you think it has settled in for Jamar Chase that he knows that without Joe Burrow, okay, let's go ahead. I need to finish this season out basically healthy, and you probably won't hear too much from him from the sideline? Yeah, I think he understands the situation that they're in. It's just unfortunate. Um, you wish you do have Joe Burrow out there, arguably top three, top five quarterback in the league. Um, so it's a big difference when you go from that. To Jake Browning, no disrespect to Jake, but it's it's just tough. Um, some of the balls that you're used to getting, you don't get no more. Some of the tight window throws, he doesn't even attempt. So it's just you got to just try to finish it. Um, don't hold your head about it. It's not too much you can do. Like you said, just try to stay healthy. Um, hopefully, Joe Burrow comes back healthy next season. And, Y'all keep it going. Absolutely. Look great to me. Now, this game right here, man, I'd like to, for you to take the rings on this one because I still I still want to see what you saw out of this game, okay? So, you know, did the Carolina Panthers play the Tennessee Titans? The Titans won that game, uh, what, 17 to 10. Uh, so, it wasn't a blowout type situation. Uh, but what, what do you see as far as Bryce Young's play, everything that we got going on? Because this was Frank Rich's last game. Um. It was pretty much more of the same that we've been seeing all season. Just low offensive production. Our defense played amazing. 
they kept us in the game. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I want to say they didn't score through the whole second half. Mm-hmm. I say. Like, second half shut out. We like defense is amazing. So basically, like I said, same thing we seen um, all game all year from the Panthers. We came out at halftime, had an amazing drive, got into the end zone, only touchdown of the game. We in the fourth quarter we have a chance four for six. You call a screen and shotgun, only pushing yourself further back. Like I don't get why you you're four for six. You need to pick up a first down. Why are you calling a play that starts behind the line of scrimmage? Absolutely. Like if you get what like you're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, hoping to pick up now not only six yards but an extra two yards because of where you because you call the shotgun screen. So it's just not <laughs> making sense. Um, and like I said, our talent is there. Um, it wasn't the best game from Bryce, but we we spoke about it. I think we understand why is he doesn't have a lot to work with out there. Um, four sacks, pressured all game. Uh, so let me talk to you about this real quick. First of all, I think that the taking um, the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, have a great defense and everything. Like you say, they hadn't been the most healthiest unit. Uh, but Derrick Henry, he punched it in twice for two touchdowns, so they probably need to take, you know, you know kind of, uh, you know, get that a little bit more solid. But the the thing that I like about Bryce Young, I don't see no interceptions on the stat line. Yeah, no. He didn't throw any this game. And that's... That's got to be a positive. Yeah, that's a positive sign going forward. Um, he's learning. It's, it's clear that he's learning. It's just, like, he needs help. He just needs more help. Well, what about this? Because we've addressed this before. What about wide receiver... Separation. What about that part? It's none. He doesn't have any. And me and uh, me and Zay was talking about it while he was watching the game. A lot of the schemes, a lot of the passing schemes, route combinations are terrible. It's a lot of people ended up in the same area of the fields, um, and that's not ideal when you already lack separation. So, like I, hopefully, it's something that changes with the coaching change. This, hopefully it's just schematic wise we look different going forward and that's great so I do need to ask you just one question before we move on to the next one what did you see in that Carolina Panthers Indianapolis Colts game no I'm sorry the Carolina Panthers Houston Texas game one versus number two CJ Stroud against Bryce Young what did you see in that game that, that kind of like Stood out to you, man. You know, I do know we had mentioned about the pocket was being moved a little bit and everything or whatever. And so that gave him, that bought him a little bit more time. But is it anything that you'd like to see, again, just for highlight, more of uh, from that game that you can pull forward with? Um, the move in the pocket. And we seen better, we seen people get schemed open that game. Um, people were, the concepts were better. Like we was running a lot of, up and unders, things like level concepts, um, crosses where you're getting picked, rub plays, things like that to help out these receivers who are lacking separation. Sometimes you do got to help them out. Um, so hopefully we can get back to that, doing things like that, um, making it harder for defenses to cover everything. Exactly. Love it. All right, the next game we're finna go in is we got the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Clemson Connection against uh, uh, C.J. Stroud and, and those Houston Texans. Uh, Jaguars pulled this out 24-21. Now, I've seen the end of this game right here and everything, and they probably should have went into overtime, but the kicker didn't make a kick, uh, you know, and it is what it is. But how you see about the play on both sides? Let's start with uh, the Clemson Connection and them Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they are who they are. Um, 
I would like Trevor to cut back on some of these interceptions that he throws some teams. Um, but he's still a great quarterback. They have a great roster around him. 364 yards, one one touchdown and one pick. Two guys with 89 yards receiving. Uh, Travis pitched in with 30. He's slowing down, running the ball a little bit. But um, he still can, he broke one for 20 yards. They're just a team that can get it done a bunch of ways. When it comes to playoff runs and things like that, that's what you want. You don't want to be a one-trick pony. Right. Something that people can see, learn, and figure out how to stop it. They call him him play-action Trevor now. (laughs) You got to respect it because Travis Etienne has been a solid running back for most of the year. You got to respect him. Absolutely. And... That's just open up your playbook that much more. Play actions, you got to respond. And that's what I say. Trevor's growing in that decision-making department to where he's he's got this team. Like I said, you don't want to see them in the playoffs. Right, right. And somebody going to have to. All right, listen. Let's look at C.J. Stroud. He's still uh, playing uh, outstandingly, man. Okay? He was 30, 26 for 36 for 304 yards and two touchdowns. He also had six carries for 47 yards and a touchdown itself. He was doing it with his arm and his leg this game. Yeah. No turnovers. This is probably the second best game he had this year. Um, and his, he really did everything to try to keep his team in this game. He tried everything he could. And like you said, at the end, you just need that little bit of help from your kicker. But, again, you can't be mad at him. Great game. You you would like to see more from them in the rushing category. But I don't remember if they were down for most of this game to where they stopped running the ball. But they ran it a total of 17 times. So, yeah, that's not, that's not ideal. You would like them to run the ball a little bit more. Um, but, again. And Collins said he was a 100-yard receiver. Again, they're a great team. They, they're a great team. It's and they're um overperforming. They're ahead of the schedule, so I'm just excited to see what they do going forward. Um, they're fighting for that playoff spot. They're trying to sneak in on that backside. So hopefully they get in. And it's just exciting to see. We got another. We got another addition to that next generation of quarterback. Absolutely. And then you can't forget about Will Anderson on the defense, right? And then you got C.J. Stroud. I would love to see him in the playoffs. I think they're going to spoil a lot of people's day, so we're going to keep our eye on that. All right, how about this right here? Because, (laughs) yeah, you got the Falcons and the Saints. Another division battle, okay? The the Atlanta Falcons won this game 24-15 against the Saints. And guess who was quarterback? Desmond Ritter. I think he was the quarterback because they had nobody else to put back there. Because he was, he had he was thirteen for twenty one, one hundred sixty one yards. Of course, he had more uh, interceptions than touchdowns. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. But somehow, man, they found a way to win this game. And this is what I was talking about with the um, when you asked me about the Saints and Panthers coming up. The Saints just don't have it put together right now, and I don't know what it is. It's hard to put a finger on it. They just look like they're not coming together. Um, Derek Carr looks frustrated. He didn't have a touchdown, man. He was three hundred and four yards. He had a he had an interception, but he didn't even have a touchdown this game. He looks frustrated. Um, Chris Olave gave him a great game, seven catches for one fourteen. Um, it's just tough, and it's something that they got to go. It's something that they got to figure out within that locker room. Um, 
Let's start with Alvin Kamara. He was 15 carries for 69 yards, man. He's been underperforming all year. Yeah, he he looks he doesn't look to be the same player he's been Is he hurt? the last couple of years. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything come out about him being injured. And it maybe it's just with Derek Carr coming in, the scheme is a little different than what they've been used to. Um it's good to see that B. John Robinson had a reappearance and they started using him more. He had 16 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. Man, they used him heavy at the beginning of the season, and I think if they would have utilized him a little bit more, then they would have been in a better position, man, possibly to win this NFC South uh, outstandingly than how they're doing now, man. Now they're playing catch-up, but uh, B. John Robinson came back. Yeah, um, and that's just scheming. You got to get the ball into your best player's hands. Absolutely. And that's just it. It ain't too much to say about that. That's just a basic that should be basic knowledge you you would think. Football one on one. Get the ball into your best players' hands and let them do what they do. But um it just took them a little longer to learn that lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Well how you feel about this game right here, man? Uh the Rams uh thirty seven, the Cardinals fourteen. We know Kyler Murray is back, but let's start off with Matthew Stafford's play. Uh, he went 25 for 33, 229 yards with four touchdowns. He just balled out. And that's that's the that's the question mark when it comes to the Rams. They're two different teams every Sunday. You don't know which team you're going to get. And one one week they look like they're a bottom tier team. They look like they're in that bottom half. Next week they look like they're supposed to be where the Lions are. Do you think that Matthew Stafford got tired of the, of the Carson Wentz talk? Um, I, I think he hears it. Um, and also just having that quality quarterback, too, in the locker room puts a little fire behind your butt. Kind of like Trey Lance and, in Dallas, baby. And he's that seat up a little bit more. To It makes you want to go secure your job. <laughs> so I think that's what it was. Um, and then Kyler Murray still trying to shake off some of them cobwebs. But he still was 27 for 45, threw it a lot. But he had 256 yards, a touchdown, and no turnovers, at least not on, on his part. So, hey, he, he looked like Kyler Murray is, is, is Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's still – he's the talent's still there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's just what it is. And now it's just – like I said, it's just going to be getting back into football shape. Um, but they still picking a quarterback up in the draft. Well, maybe, maybe they not. <laughs> I don't think they're going uh, it, it was just a little tease. <laughs> Listen, all right, let's go with this one, man. You tell me how you feel about the BB game. Uh, the Broncos, I think this is five in a row. Uh, the Broncos, 29, and the Browns, 12. Did Have the Broncos just figured it out? Yeah, I think they just figured it out. And um, Russell, I think Russell is that quarterback where he got tired of the criticism. I think he's fed up with everybody trying to write him off. And they they're the most surprising team in the back half of this season cuz you wouldn't have thought that they would be playing like this at the end. Do they sneak into the playoffs? Like I said, I think it's just too much ground to Too make little up. too late. Yeah, too much ground to make up right now. But I'm not writing them off, and especially if they can keep this play going forward, I they might be able to sneak in there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to the Browns, DTR, he didn't have any turnovers, but he only had a, a 134 yards, and their number one receiver only had uh, 59 yards for six catches and everything. They still have a winning record. 
uh, we do know Desha- Deshaun Watson is out for the year, and I think one of their, um, I don't know if it's Miles Garrett or if it was Z Smith. I think Miles Garrett, somebody uh, may have been hurt on their defense, which was very important for them. So where do you think the Browns are going to go? Um, I think they still find a way to sneak into that, that playoffs, probably in that last spot. But what they going to do when they get there? Nothing. Man. But it's just the start they got off to. Um, benefit of that and mm-hmm. also with that defense I still think they still have one of the better defenses in the league and defense can keep you in games um, Dorian Thompson Robinson DTR uh, I think he he's a decent quarterback um, he got knocked out this game I want to say he got knocked out this game but with that defense and if he can play smart football I think they can at least get one dub depending on who they're matched up against at least for one person's party Okay, that makes sense. Now, you know this next game that we're about to talk about, man. You know, we're going to have to break this one down just like water. Okay, you got them Eagles and you got them Bills. Let, let me go ahead and let me let me just set uh, uh, the picture for you. It was a nasty, stinking, wet, gruesome, in the trenches, ugly game. You know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it, was, it was just, it was a running uh, uh, team type game. Okay, now <laughs> with that being said, this game did not did it not go to overtime? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Uh, Eagles thirty seven, Bills thirty four. Uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and roll with that, and then I got some things on my mind. Um, I think when we talked about this game in the preview part of the show last time, I said it. The Bills just struggle with putting games away. They, they're the teams that leave the door open for teams to win, and you can't do that in this league, especially against the Eagles. Uh, Is this about, like, eight straight games with Josh Allen throwing an interception? Yeah. It, that's, and in these close games, that hurts. Like, it just hurts. And you're throwing the ball 51 times. Granted, you're 29 for 51. That's over 50%. But it's, it's not ideal. They don't have anything on the run. Ground other than Josh Allen again, uh, they gotta figure it out. They gotta, they gotta figure something out. Cause you know, all right, let's put it like this: you do know for a fact that it's a game of inches. If Gabe Davis would have caught that ball, it'd have been game over. But he didn't. Whatever. Then you got you know the bazooka. He throwing his arm. He bazooka in it. Then you got him running with his legs. You know, okay. So Josh Allen, he, he's a, he's the ultimate like do or die type guy. Mm-hmm. Then uh, when they do go into overtime, they say we want the ball. He owing five. You should probably just gave the Eagles the ball. You don't you don't win those type of games in overtime. You know, but it's like it's a total feast of family, man. And I just like you say, you think they still gonna sneak in the playoffs and everything? But or, or, or what? Cause they, they, man, they they on thin ice, bro. Yeah, they just dropped down to six and six, and it's just a bad time when teams are surging like the Broncos team. Is they? I think they have the better roster. Right. It's just them putting it all together at the right time, like you said. Gabe Davis catches that ball, game over. Yeah. You you get the ball and you get the ball first in overtime. Go down, score, game over. You just gotta find ways to make those type of plays. Cause yeah. those is like those are the thin line between winning and losing comes from those type of plays. Right, right. Listen, so you know we gotta talk about Jalen Hurts, okay? Listen, he only had 200 yards this game, but he had three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but he won the game. 
in overtime. It was his run into the end zone, man, with his legs. And we had a question kind of about, you know, that knee holding up, uh, the brotherly shove, and everything that's going on. But uh, again, I'm pulling out my wide-angle lens, okay? I really want to know how you feel about what I'm about to say. Do you feel the Eagles are peaking too soon? Because, let me tell you why, and so maybe you can follow me with this. The last team they had, they're not even going for a perfect season. They already lost to the Jets. Wow. Anyway, it was the Patriots that went 16-0 and then lost their first playoff game, right? Uh Didn't the Patriots have like a a, a perfect season and then lost their first uh, season in the playoffs? They lost in the Super Bowl. Oh, in the Super Bowl. Okay, all right. But their season was perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. But what I'm trying, what what I'm saying to is, do you think they're peaking too soon, man? Because they, they, uh, I don't even know if it's a such thing. But it's a such thing as playing too good. But that's the thing with it. Some of these games are ugly wins. They're not just going out there blowing guys out. They're figuring out the same thing we just said about the Bills. They're figuring ways to close out games. Which is a good sign when you get into when you're heading into the playoffs. When you're not when your back's up against the wall, um, and that threat of going home, a lot of people shut down. Since they've been through some of the more adverse games this year, I think they're going to be well versed for that. Because you got coming off that Chiefs game, uh, heart pounding. You sitting on that sideline watching Pat Mahomes go down with the last drive. You expect them to make a you know. Nine times out of ten, they make a drive. Um, you go into that Buffalo Bills game, y'all were down. Y'all had to make plays. Y'all started off slow, picked it up. Jalen Hurts. Stats-wise, I understand why people don't say he's an MVP. I understand. When you're watching the game, he is. He should be definitely in that conversation. Because, like I said, he started off slow, realized that he was going to have to play a lot better to win this game, went out and got them five total touchdowns in that last run. And so I don't think they're peaking at the right at too early. I think it's actually the opposite. I think these type of games are going to help them in the long run. Okay, it makes total sense to me. Um, and it seems to me like they're one of the best teams in the league with a second-half adjustments, man. Yeah. They come out and they say, okay, because even Jalen Hurts have it in his head. My arm ain't getting it all done right now. I'm also looking at the weather conditions. I'm looking at what's happening on the field. I'm looking at what the defense is giving me. I need to use these legs. Yeah, proactive, not reactive. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. And, you know, I, I, I really can't wait and everything. And just let's do a little sneak peek because, you know, the next week game is against uh, them Eagles and them uh, uh, 49ers. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, that's a, It's a scary game because those are two teams that are kind of running hot two different ways. Like this Eagles team, like I said, they're finding ways to close out games. That 49ers team. They're finding ways to get up early and not let you back in it. Right. So it's just going to be the Eagles won't be able to get off to a slow start against that 49ers team. Because offensively, we know how many weapons they have. We know what they're able to do, the 49ers, what they're able to draw up and things like that. So you don't – and like I said, they're the team that's not going to let you get back in it once they're up on you. They know how to protect the ball. They have so many weapons to drain the clock, keep – Keep picking up short yardage. Keep staying above schedule. Um, but like I said, the Eagles are the most complete team in the league, especially up front. And that's where that's where the 49ers' strength lies on defense, that front four. So it's, it's going to be an interesting game. I think we're going to see another close one, um, a barn burner. 
right now I think I got the 49ers pulling it out slightly, maybe a four, four, six point game. But yeah, and and that's interesting too because I think they're playing at the Eagles. Uh, and the the 49ers coach say they they got the 49ers favored to win this game. And the, the the 49ers coach, uh, Kyle Shanahan, said he don't even understand that. Doesn't make sense. At home? Doesn't at the Eagles' house? I don't see how they're favorites. Yeah. yeah like, what are we doing? I don't see how they're favorites. Um, that's something – that's some foolery going on in Las Vegas. Okay. We, that's cool. Listen, so for uh, 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 Warner, okay, uh, on that defense for the 49ers, lights out. Uh, the, the 49ers have a great defense, yeah. and, 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 but, the, but the Eagles do too. Uh, do, do you see this being an offensive game or a defensive game? Or I think it's, it's going to be a mix of mix of both. Yeah, if it's going to be they're going to make big plays offensively. Yeah, they're going to have great drives, but I think it's going to be more of the defense making critical stops. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a heavy turnover game, but I think it's just going to be you're going to see a lot of critical stops, a lot of trying um, coming up big on third and fourth downs, things like that. So you see a lot of a lot of uh, big play slay, a lot of Hassan Riddick and Jalen Carter. I think it's gonna be more of that Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, um, Hassan Riddick, Fletcher Cox, like those type guys, Brandon Graham, those type guys are gonna be able to. I think the the biggest thing is try to get in the face of Brock Purdy, mm. try to get pressure to him, try to get him speed him up is the best way. I can. You're trying to speed up Brock Purdy, um, and for the Forty ers you're just trying to keep them contained. Don't let them start running wild because once that momentum gets going for the Eagles, it's hard to – and it's big. They want to win first and second down. They don't want them to get to 33, 32, 31 because that's automatic for for the Eagles right now. Makes sense to me, man. Okay, I love it. Let them sneak peeks too. Let's move on. Okay, now you got the Chiefs and you got the Raiders. Now, we didn't really think the Raiders was going to win this game, and they didn't. Uh, but the Chiefs, they had 31, the Raiders 17. Uh, how, how you feel about uh, Patrick Mahomes and his play? Because you cannot take him out of the conversation. They are still the defending Super Bowl champions, and they still making noise, and I think that offense might start to click now. And it's a game that they needed. They needed this game to boost that confidence back up. A 30-point game against anybody is a good game. And um, and like you said, you just can't count them out. It's not too much to take away from this game other than they did put up 30 points for the first time in a while. Um, it looked to me like they used more uh, Pacheco, uh, 15 carries, 55 yards, two touchdowns, and your boy Rice, he, he showed up. He had a 100-yard game. That's, they, they have some weapons. It's just going to be getting them involved, starting to get them involved. I do like Pacheco in the backfield. Um, I like Rasheed Rice, uh, Kelsey, of course, Scott Moore. Valdez Scantling has been around for a while now. So the, the talent... It's not what we're used to from the Chiefs, but it's still there, especially when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. With them, it's just they want to just get to the playoffs. I think they're at that point of knowing who they are. They just want to get to the playoffs with the best seeding possible. And and like you said, you can't count them out of any game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't I don't know if they're going to necessarily get a, a, a first-round bye. I see that definitely taken for the Eagles, but I, I don't know. They may for the AFC. I ain't 100% sure. Yeah, I want to say they're either tied for 
first or they they have it right out right now. Okay, well that's cool then. How about this game right here? All right, the Ravens played the Chargers. Okay, uh, the Ravens won that game twenty to ten. Lamar Jackson, he didn't have his best game, uh, but they did win. Again, finding a way to win. Like you say, the best team with the Eagles being the most complete team. How you feel about this Ravens Chargers game, man? Um, you know how I feel about the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And also as feel about the Ravens. They did what they were supposed to do, even when Lamar didn't have one of his best games. You're supposed to win this game. Um the Chargers just they got to figure something out, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to figure. Why is Justin Herbert your leading rusher? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's so much it's so much going on out there. Um, I think they regret that Quentin Johnston pickup in the first round this year. Um, they like I, Austin Egler looking like he's um, losing a step. Yeah, that is true about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And like I say, they do need to figure it out because even with nine fingers, he's still, uh, he's not, he's helping his team to win. It's, it's not him. I, I just don't think that they're giving him everything that he need right now. But like you said, it's, it's cool. It's okay. Uh, Ravens are still winning. It, and uh, Lamar Jackson, even though his numbers wasn't, you know, flashy, they won. Let's go ahead and move to the final game of week 12. How about these Bears and these and these Vikings? Now, now before before I take an eye, um talk about this one, uh, let, let's set this one up. <laughs> Bears won 12 to 10. Okay. Bears kicked four field goals. The only touchdown, okay, was for the Vikings with the Pastronaut. He 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 dropped one in. Listen, first of all, when I when I seen this game, when it first started out, Justin Field was red hot, baby. Seven for seven, moving around, extending the plays. You know the first thing that came to my mind? I like Justin Field, I don't think he cared whether or not he win or lose this game. Listen. He, he put his resume out there. Yeah, he was auditioning. Exactly. Now, I think that's what we, we're we going to see a lot of good games from him to finish this season. He knows he, he's playing for a job. I still want to see him in Atlanta. Yeah. I still want to see him down in Atlanta. Right. Is I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Yes, he has some vision problems. Mm-hmm. He, he needs to wear his contacts every game. <laughs> but um, I still think it's something there that hasn't been tapped into yet. I don't want to harp on division problems too much, but that's fixable. You can't sit. Uh, and listen, James Wilson went out and they got that 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 Lexi guy, baby. You can you can go out there, sit down, go through film, read things. Um, it's a lot of common mistakes too. Not going through reads quick enough. Not staying staying stuck on one guy, expecting him to get open. Those things are fixable. The talent's there. Skill wise, is there. He can run the ball, throw the throw the laces off the thing. Um. It's just sometimes situations are more damaging than what people understand. He came into a situation that first year with nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they started adding slowly with get like Darnell Mooney. DJ tried, Moore. DJ Moore. They tried to get Claypool. Like they tried to do things. Marquez Sweat. Cole Komet. Like um, Khalil Herbert. Late. Like they were doing things slowly. But it's a... By that time, it had already mounted up to he developed some bad habits. Right. Now he's trying to break those bad habits while also trying to break the bad habits while trying to better his team. It's it's a balancing act there. It's a hard thing to do because right. you're thinking a lot more now. Mm-hmm. You're thinking a lot more about, I can't do this. I can't make that mistake again. I can't do 
And that's one of the hardest things to do in football. You need to react it's in football. More, you don't really need to think a lot. You got to play freely. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to play freely. You got to feel comfortable. But And like I said, it's just the situation he came into early, I think, was more damaging than what people thought. I got you. So uh, this is this is my take on it, and I want to know uh, how you feel about it. And I think you may have already touched on it. Are you more concerned with, with Josh Dobbs throwing uh, four interceptions? And I saw those interceptions. All of them wasn't his fault. It was some it was some deflections and stuff like that. It is what it is. But it was still four interceptions. There was accounted to Josh Dobbs. Are you more concerned with the four picks from Josh? Or the fact of all those turnovers that the Bears was able to get, and they was only able to take kick field goals off of it. Um, just because of where their teams are, I'm more concerned with the Vikings because you guys are still trying to win y'all division. Y'all still are, it's mathematically still a possibility for y'all to win this division. So I'm more concerned with that going forward for them. As a as in big picture wise, I would be more concerned with the Bears. You expect to get, and that's just those four turnovers. Not to mention the times they punted, uh, y'all received the ball from kick. Not counting those times, you expect to get more than four field goals. Right, right. Because you expect to be, with those interceptions, y'all won field field position. It should be in y'all's, you know, all that should be in y'all's favor. You should start in y'all's territory in some of those situations. You got to get more than, and that just shows Justin is is a lot more problems to be solved. It's a lot more that's there. Okay, well, let's talk about those Vikings for a quick second. Uh, Like you say, they're still mathematically in it, and we don't know whether or not, you know, the Lions is in the middle of a free fall or not. So, actually, the the Minnesota Vikings could back into winning that division. I'm talking about with their eyes closed, walking backwards towards the door. But with that being said, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, he still say he ain't ready. Uh, Josh Dobbs, I, I don't know if they're picking up on him or not right now so where do you see the Vikings going with this um I think they're about to have a benefit of schedule their last five are other than the um Lions are all teams that struggling they have Raiders Bengals without Joe Burrow then Lions then Packers then Lions again so three of those games you guys should walk out with with victors um and then it's just winning those last two against the Lions Mm -hmm. so their benefit of scheduling at the end, but the last two losses shows chinks in the arm. Right. Um, one point game loss against the Broncos, and then a two point game loss against a team who couldn't find the end zone. It's not ideal. It raises some concerns going forward. Um, gotta see what they do against the Raiders because the Raiders are a decent defense. With like Max Crosby out there, who's gonna get a lot of pressure on Josh Dobbs. He ate them Packers up. So it's gonna be. <laughs> we're gonna see what they can do. And like I said, it's, Antonio Pierce does have that Raiders team playing higher than their skill level right now, just off of um, motivation. We're gonna have to see. I, I think the Vikings gotta this next game. They gotta answer some questions. You gotta yeah. put up. You gotta put up a W, and it has to be a convincing one. Exactly, and that makes so much sense. Listen, let's finish this up with a Week Thirteen preview. We got we got the Seahawks at Dallas. The Seahawks against the Cowboys. The six and five Hawks against the eight and three Cowboys. Now, uh, tell me what you expect out of this game because the, the, the Seahawks is one game above five hundred. Okay, which means they're not 
they the middle of the pack, so they do have a winning record, and we know how good Dallas is against uh, teams without winning records. Um, I think this right, and they are playing, you know, in the Cowboys Stadium. You know, they always have an edge there. But what you see happening between the Cowboys and the Seahawks to the all? Um, I think the Cowboys are going to pull it out just because, like we said earlier, the the Seahawks seem to be falling apart at the wrong time. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. And I think the Cowboys will be rolling off of a high coming off of those couple games against lesser teams, being able to put up the stats and numbers that they have put up. So it's just going to be one of those they come in hot. Um, And they are still a better team roster-wise than the Seahawks. Um, So I think they come out 31-17 victory for them. Okay. Nice, nice. Okay. Now, listen, uh, before we move on, let me ask you this real quick. Traditionally, usually the way it is, the better your record is the previous season, is it usually the harder the strength of schedule is the following season? Is that usually how that works or not all the time? Not I'm just the, asking. Not all the time. Okay. Because um, we've seen we've seen teams like – and it's with divisions and things like that, it's kind of hard to say because – if I'm the Chiefs, I get six easier games versus if I'm the Bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm playing a struggling Chargers, a struggling Broncos, a struggling Raiders six times a year mm-hmm. versus the Bills having to play upcoming Jets, upcoming Dolphins. Now the Patriots are iffy. But you get what I'm saying? Right. Um, the, the whole NFC South compared to AFC North. Right. Two different things. Exactly. So I think you take apart, you take into account that, and then it's hard to it's hard to say how much one missing piece can affect how good that. Yeah, you had a good record last year. How much does you lose and whatever you lost, you lose something every year. Whatever you lost, how much does that affect what you did? How much does losing your offensive coordinator? change your schemes, change what you can do. Number one receiver. So all, all <laughs> things like that, I think it goes into schedule making. And I th- I really think it's just they try to do TV. Mm-hmm. When they can get on TV, um, names they can get on TV. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. It was just a question that I had and everything. Okay, cool, cool. We love it. Now check this out. This is your baby. Now we have to talk about this, baby. The college football rankings. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what they got. <laughs> this is just the current rankings, okay? This is what it is just right now. Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Washington number three, Florida number four, Oregon number five. Say what? Um, it's I, it's hard to disagree with that. Okay. The top four teams are your undefeated teams, all from Power Five, all playing for conference championships. It's hard to argue against it. You get to five, six. It's like, like I told you, I think Ohio State is a better team than Florida State. And Florida State lost their quarterback. So, I think, so, say this. And it's just keep, so Georgia has Alabama mm-hmm. in the conference championship. Say they lose. Say Michigan, for some reason, loses to Iowa. Washington, for some reason, loses to Oregon. Florida State, for some reason, loses to Louisville. What do we do now? What do we do? <laughs> what do we do if 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 Georgia loses and the rest of them wins? What do we do if Oregon is the one that beats Washington, but Florida State still wins, Michigan wins, or Georgia wins, or Ohio State beats? 
like, what do you do in these situations? Because y'all have put it to now. If realistically speaking, if Oregon beats Washington in this Pac-12 championship, they should be in. Right. Realistically, if Alabama beats Georgia in in the SEC conference championship, Alabama should be in. Right. But does that mean Georgia should not be in? Don't make sense, do it. The same argument I'll have about this Michigan-Ohio State thing. Right. One of them is not going to get in because they lost to the other. Cool. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. But Florida State ain't played nobody the caliber of the team I lost to. Right. <laughs> so, when, when, when you look at all of that, right, when you look at all of that, okay, this is just how I see it. I find Alabama somewhere getting in. Yeah. I just do, man. I do. I see Alabama somehow, some way getting in. I called I told you they're gonna find a way to win this SEC game. Mm-hmm. And then there's no way you keep them out. Right. But it's still just I don't know, because Texas has the head to head against Alabama. They're in a big twelve conference championship with only one loss. So how do you jump them above how do you jump Alabama above them? Right. So, I, you know, we've touched on this before. How do you fix this? Is it the playoffs or adding more teams or extending it out? Because you can have so many teams. Forget the strength of schedule for just one second. With the same record. You got so many teams, man, with the same record or close to the same record. Yeah. Then I know you have to mix in the strength of schedule, too, and everything or whatever. But how do you... And that's the thing, too, because we talked about it. We talked about it. Perfect example, the Alabama-Auburn game. It took 4 for 31 to win by three. Right. Versus Michigan, I mean, Ohio State losing to Michigan by seven. I'm more impressed with that game versus Alabama pulling out that Auburn game. Mm-hmm. So then it's, you take things to into account of like that as well. I think you've got to expand it. It's the only way, too, because some teams have competed in, in certain situations. Right. They've looked better than what their record says. It's just they came up short. Like this Missouri team has competed in a lot of games. Ole Miss competed in a lot of good quality games against George. Like they've been in there. Who knows if they would have finished it the next time. So if you you expand it to 12, even LSU might be on the brink of you get a Jaden Daniels, who's the most electrifying player right now, into the college football playoff. Exactly. So you gotta you gotta you have to expand it and it gives you more of you're not Excluding some of the better teams in the nation. How how soon do you see it happening? Next year. Expanding the playoffs. Next Next year? year. Next year. I think they've already came out and said it. It's going to go to 12, I think, next year. There's no way around it. They have to. They have to. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You know I love it. We love it. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Now, listen. Stay tuned because when we come back, we got that ACC versus the SEC. NCAA men's and women's news and highlights, baby. Then we got that seating for the in-season tournament. And then it's Lakers who? Lakers what? Uh, Stay tuned, baby. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. 